All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan, and welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. I'm here today with Pear Showforce, and Pear is the founder of Showforce and Partners. Um, pricing has always been an interest area for Pear. As a serial entrepreneur running companies in Europe and the U.S., he did pricing experiences. Now, some of these experiences worked spectacularly well, and others not so much. So as a result, Pear founded his company out of his frustration that his business schools taught him about pricing is too abstract, too academic for a business executive to act on. So Pear, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much, Lisa, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So share with us a little bit about your background. What actually brought you here and with this whole focus on pricing and the craziness that goes along with that? Well, it's a little bit of what, what you just mentioned. And I have been able to to run a few companies here in the US and, and also in Europe before I moved here. And and these experiments we did with pricing, some were spectacular. I mean, we, we could we could see uh, revenues are up 25% the next quarter, uh, and others were complete duds. And and business school learnings were so academic and so um, theoretical that it was useless. 13 years ago, I decided I was too old and too opinionated to report to anybody. So I decided to take that interest in pricing and, and develop a process that would make every pricing experiment a success. That is the process that we've been using ever since. And uh, the core of the process is to understand how you can predict sales volume at different prices. Now, once you can predict sales volume at different prices, and when you can predict revenue at different prices, you can obviously set the price that, that is the best for you if that prediction is correct. Right. So when it comes to manufacturing, I know you and I have talked about this a couple times, but we think that there's just one way to do pricing and manufacturing. It's cost plus. Yeah. But this is actually one of the biggest mistakes that manufacturers are making. And I guess there's two others. So what what yeah. are you seeing about these mistakes and, and how can we start to turn that around and be more profitable? I mean, cost plus obviously is, is um, and, and I've been there myself. Um, I, I, in some of these companies, we, we use just rule of thumb because different industries have different rule of thumbs, you know? Some is 35%, some is 50%, uh, some double the, 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 the price. And um, in some industries, you go up as high as 10 times cost. It's all irrelevant because your cost as a manufacturer has very little to do with the value you deliver to customers. And, and there's another thing that is very logical, but a lot of manufacturers don't think about it. And this is, if you manage to reduce your cost, your price goes down in dollars because it's normally a percent um, uplifting. Eh? If you manage to reduce your cost, have your prices be where they are. <laughs> There's no reason to just make a little bit more money. Um, but <clears throat> the other, another mistake, of course, is, is to simply look at a competitor 
if you have competitors that have prices online, it's quote unquote easy. And many times in manufacturing, at least in my experience, you don't have that ability. You simply have to try to get somebody's last year's price list or maybe an international price list or something like that. That gives you some hints of where, where competition are pricing, but it doesn't tell you the story. It doesn't right. tell you what deals they're making. It doesn't tell you what bundles they're making. It doesn't what it tells you what kickbacks they may offer to, to their clients and, and special incentives and so forth. So trying to price to a competitor just leads to, to the wrong price. And by the well, way, that competitor may well have used guessing to set their price in the first place. <laughs> well, and you think about it, you know, you're trying to differentiate yourself from your competitor anyway, as far as in terms of product, in terms of service, and in, in of something else that you're doing. And if you're just going and pricing yourself the same, then what differentiating factor do you have? Well, you, you, you used a very key word here, differentiators. <clears throat> this was key when I, I did these experiments, was to figure out from, from the process I, I developed how you can differentiate yourself in ways that are meaningful to your customers so that you, you can command higher prices, so that you gain a little bit of pricing power. Let me give you an example. We're currently working with a, a company that provides these steel plates that you run over when you when there's a trench in the street. Okay. Can you think about something that is more commoditized than a piece of metal? Right, you know? exactly. And it doesn't even have and, to look pretty. You're driving over it for goodness sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so this company, naming no names here, they have managed to become in their market the high price leader. And they charge between 20 to 25% higher fees than competition. And they, they charge delivery fees which competition doesn't do. Now, how do they do that? Well, by adding services to a commodity product. They okay. have managed to position themselves to be the thought leader by providing educational services on safety. Really by, interesting. By having consultants that, that give advice on what kind of steel plates and, and, and other similar you should use. They have simply managed to, to differentiate themselves that are meaningful to their clients. And it probably, when you're selling that to a purchasing agent, they're thinking that they're just calling and buying pieces of metal to put on a road. Yep. But when this manufacturer comes and says, and we can do this, and we can share yep. this, these safety tips and everything, it's just really looking at your business in a different way. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this is a trend that's been going on for a while. We know that. And that more and more commodity manufacturers are turning into becoming service organizations that also sells the commodity. And, and by doing so, you almost always increase that pricing power. Well, one of the things that you mentioned when we had our conversation a couple weeks ago is if you do have that commodity product, maybe that's something that you have a little less flexibility in the price, or you said like bundles, making it difficult for people to compare yep. those apples and oranges of the <laughs> bundles. But then you're looking, if you're doing a strictly a cost plus, then you have some of these higher margin things that maybe you're letting leaving money on the table. So yeah. tell us about both ends of those of that spectrum. They, it's very interesting because companies that do use cost plus, 
typically has the same uplift or, or margin for every product. But every, every company has certain products that are complete commodity and certain products that have a level of uniqueness. So one of the recommendations that, that we, we, we talk about is, is how to segment the, the product on a scale from unique to commodity. And what you want to do is that, I mean, you can categorize these any way you want, call them A, B, and C, meaning A are products that are completely unique, um, C are complete commodities, and, and B products are somewhere in between. Now, that then leads to a different pricing strategy for all of these. With, with the unique products, all discounting should stop, prices should increase. And for C products, is is all about relentless uh, cost uh, control because truly co true commodity products are being sold on price. For those B products, those that are sort of in between, manufacturers should say should find out can they make them into A products? Can they add something that to to make a product uh, a B product into an A product? So so you gain that pricing power. Okay. So, and you were talking about there's, there's three mistakes that manufacturers make in their pricing. You, we talked about the competitor already, just taking a look at your competitor's pricing sheet and then making it up from there. So what, what else are they doing wrong? Well, competitive, well, cost plus is a mistake. The, the cost has little to do with the, the benefit that, that your competitor does, the, the, the benefit and the value that the customer sees. In many competitive industries, the, the, the sort of cost among various manufacturers are kind of similar. Uh, so you end up having near identical product with near identical prices. But that is also an opportunity because that means that the savvy manufacturer can differentiate themselves and sees typically once they do see a, a doubling of sold, sales uh, uh, growth and 25 to 40% higher margins, you know? Right. And then that by itself leads to three to five times higher valuation, mm. which, are, which is huge. And, and then, of course, we, 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 we touched upon this already, that another, the third major mistake is, is simply to, to guess. Right. I, I remember speaking to a CEO, uh, this is a couple of years ago, and he had this product and, and he said, we priced this at $160. I don't know, he said. Maybe it should have been 99 Maybe it should have been 350 I don't know. But 160 just felt right. Right. You know, it's so funny. We talk about this and immediately my mind goes to Shark Tank. Uh -huh. You know, you, you have people coming out to Shark Tank and they want a $10 million valuation yes. and the product hasn't even come to market yet. But then they say the sentence that the sharks hate, but this is a $3 billion business. Oh yeah. And they're thinking, and if we just got 0.02% of that business, it could be drives the sharks wild. Yep. But I think that, that that guessing comes from, well, it seems like a good idea, and this is the size of the market, so we should just guess our pricing to be that way. Yeah. Well, another, you know, there's another term for that, which is the Chinese sneaker syndrome. You know, I'm going to sell sneakers to only half a percent of Chinese population. I'm going to be a $100 million company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but it's it's interesting also that, that you mentioned shark tanks because... 
they they talk about pricing there sometimes, but also the sharks are there and looking at they doing the same mistakes. They're saying price like your competitor or price a little lower. I mean, your product is not as good as a competitor, so price a little lower. And how much is a little lower? Well, it's gut feel lower. Or mm. your product is a little bit better, so it's gut feel higher. That's not the way to do it. That's guessing. Right. And, and it's so funny because companies in general goes from everything should be driven by data. And then you guess the price. <laughs> you know so and and yeah so that's interesting yeah well and it's kind of like too asking your friends or asking people hey i'm about to develop this product is it something of interest to you oh yeah that sounds like a great idea oh, yeah. that's the best idea i've ever heard but yeah. the follow-up be would you buy it and what would you pay for it? And and try to get that real sense of, yeah, that's a great idea. Because again, we go back to Shark Tank, how many of those people are, all my friends told me this was a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, um, when whenever you do some, as a, uh, as a startup, you never want to talk to your friends about this. Right. Because they will never tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, you, you come up with a, a dud of a product or a product idea, and, and they will say, oh, yes, this is great. I think there's statistics out there that 42, roughly 40% of all, all startup fails because they say there's no product to market fit. Mm. And this is, of course, why? Because they haven't, they haven't done the research. They, they haven't understood what potential customers truly are willing to pay for that product. So they're guessing their price, which means that they're either too high and won't sell anything, or they're too low and they're not making enough money. Right. <laughs> and, and so they fail. It's about that ability that could be done with extraordinary precision to understand sales volume at different prices. And that will always lead to the right price. And sometimes and if, you, if you do this as a, as a startup, you may end up saying, I, I will never make money on this product. So just kill it right now. Right. And when it comes to pricing, again, a lot of people are thinking, well, it's got to be the low price. If I can just come out with the lowest price, then I can make it up in volume. So yeah. what's the error of that thinking? But, um, I mean, this is obviously a very well-known example, but look at Apple versus Samsung. I mean, what Samsung have telephones or smartphones that are technically superior to Apple in virtually all aspects. Yet a Samsung phone, or most of them, are like 300 bucks, and an Apple phone is 1200 right. How did they got there? Well, they got there by superior marketing, by having differentiators that make sense to the client. And yes, Apple have a small market share but they have obviously superior valuation and, and they, they generate 70, 80% of the whole cell phone industry's profits. Right. So if, if somebody listening or watching this podcast today, it starts, uh, decides that they need to start looking at their pricing, what's a good place for them to start? Well, obviously, I, I, I want to put forward myself and of my course. company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's, there's just very few uh, people that work with pricing in the way that we do. 
and it's it's a unique way and it's a practical way because it came from that very practical need I had uh, in the companies I've been running. Obviously, my my website is showforce.com, S-J-O-F-O-R-S.com. And my uh, my email is pat at showforce.com. And so what does that process look like? So a client comes and you're going to start working on their pricing. Where do you start then with them? We actually start specifically with manufacturers. We start with what we call an impact analysis, which is a a fairly short, we have our own AI software, but it's a fairly short term and and not very expensive analysis of of a company's uh, transactional sales data. And from that, we can do a, an assessment of how much more would they make if they price right. Mm. And the answer is, t- say, a typical 20, small 25, 50, 100 million uh, dollar manufacturer. Um, the, the results of that is, is almost always several million dollars in revenue that are pure profits. So if you could wrap it up in a, in a nice bow and share your best idea or biggest aha, somebody watching this today can take, can take with them, what would that be? Pricing, well, um, pricing is much more important than most companies believe it is. And pricing is also something that you can work with proactively and that it will um, it will, uh, and pricing is part of the four P's of, um, of of marketing for a reason, because all of those four P's are connected. When you start working with pricing uh, proactively, the company will earn superior profits. It will crush competition, and it will lead to unexpected shareholder values. Well, Pear, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for hanging out with me here. Thank you very much, Lisa, and thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you. 